the Cross the Streams podcast. Cross the Streams. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Tony and you are listening to the Cross the Streams podcast and I got my boy Cooley here. What's up, dude? Yo, what's up? Dude, I'm excited. This is our first episode that we've ever done for a podcast before. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> no, man, we're veterans. We've been doing podcasts for a while. What has it been like about four years, man? Four or five years? <laughs> yeah, four or five years, bro. Yeah, we were... De- so most of uh, most of the people who are listening to us um, are probably former... Uh, listeners uh, when we uh, were on the Red Beard podcast and we thank you guys for listening um, and coming over to the to the new podcast. We decided we were going to do some rebranding. Um, you know, we just wanted to kind of start fresh. Um, so thanks for continuing to follow us and listen to us. And for anybody out there that's just joining, um, hey guys, this is the Cross the Streams podcast. We're basically just going to talk about all the stuff that is on every single streaming service out there. I mean, there's so many now, and Cooley and I watch a ton of stuff. Cooley watches a lot more stuff than me, uh, but we're definitely going to be talking about what we think you should watch, what we watched and we think sucks, and we're going to talk about some things that maybe we haven't watched yet but want to. Uh, so this is the perfect time to do that, right, Cooley? I mean, everybody's stuck staying at home. This is an interesting time to recording a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man for real like i i feel like all i've been doing is shoving shit into my eyeballs so uh it's it, i'm sure a lot of people are out there trying to figure out what's worth their time uh because we have so precious little of it uh and this is the perfect place to find that out i guess right it is man i mean i if if this is the perfect place for people to exactly like figure out what they should be watching like what's hot what's not and uh that's our job to to give you guys um, you know, some suggestions on, on what we think, um, you should be checking out. So, yeah. So I mean, like check it out though, right? Like, you know, what really happened to the red beard podcast? What happened? Carol fucking Baskins. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> So she basically took us down, man. She put us out of business. Um, fed so, it to the tiger. Fed it to the yeah. She literally took the podcast, all the audio, you know. Fed it to the tiger. I mean, because they can digest bones, apparently. So they also digested all of our audio files. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's one of the things. If you guys haven't watched that you should be watching Tiger King on Netflix, dude. I'm gonna tell you how I first found out about this. So I'm sitting on the couch with my daughter and I was about to actually put on some like Disney stuff for her to watch. And then I went into Netflix to see if there are any cartoons and I saw this thing pop up called Tiger King and it was a, a big tiger. And I was just like, oh, this is, is kind of cool. It's probably a show about like cats or whatever. Like, you know, like she likes animals. So I literally watched the preview. <laughs> it's about this guy who owns a zoo. And then all of a sudden they're like, we think that he might've actually conspired to have this girl murdered. I was like, wait, what is this? And then, and then then literally dude, 15, 20 minutes later, my wife comes downstairs. She goes, Hey, she goes, have you heard about this thing called tiger King? I go, I just watched the preview. I go, what is this? We need to watch this. So 
And then after that, it was like, dude, the next day it was blowing up on every social media. So I got in this, like I got in this and started watching it right before it got hot. Um, and then I just saw everything kind of explode. Um, what did you think of this, man? It's so freaking weird. Yo, it's man. Weird doesn't even cover like the real feeling that I get from watching this. Like I, I have no idea what I'm watching half the time. What kind of documentary is this? Like, at first, I'm like, oh, this is a documentary about big cats and, you know, the, you know, animal conservationists and, and you know, all that shit. And like, oh, no, wait, it's a story about this guy who murders this woman. And then, no, wait, no, it's about this fucking drug lord that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that just very calmly admits that he's, you know, that he murdered federales. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's just you know, chill. Like, he's in there. He's like no, saying no, it. No. He's saying it while he's petting tigers. <laughs> He's like, I didn't kill him, I, I, but I was there. <laughs> it's like, all right, uh, no, but and, and then like you know, oh no, this lady fed her fucking husband to uh, a tiger, and, and like it got bizarre, man. Like there's just so like it got to the point where like the most bizarre shit would happen, and I would just be like, huh, all right. <laughs> like, you know what's weird about this dude? It's like it's like everybody that you would expect to see on like Jerry Springer, but worse. Like these people are like. Like Hickville, like it is just unbelievable. They're all very odd. They're they're definitely all like like meth heads. <laughs> like they're yeah, all dude, work, like they're, like everybody in that in that everybody that worked for him, dude, was definitely feeding their meth addiction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't I didn't send this to you because I don't know why I should have sent it to you. But there was a a, a meme that a buddy sent me with um, all of the. Uh, <laughs> All of the characters in this documentary, or all the people—they're not really characters, but they are characters. They're whatever. characters. Uh, yeah. Uh, all of the people in this documentary um, as Game of Thrones characters. Oh my god, that's awesome! And they—they they called it white trash Game of Thrones. That's amazing. And and it re- and if you think about it, like it really is because you have like these, all these animal conservation, all these like big cat conservation uh, zoos or what do you call them like preserves or whatever uh where yeah they're like sanctuaries like, yeah and it's like it's literally like the fucking seven kingdoms and <laughs> they're all at war with each other they all hate each other but they try to maintain like these like political boundaries and like they try to talk to each other civilized except for joe exotic who doesn't give a fuck nah, um, he doesn't care dude <laughs> but like yeah uh, uh, and then this dude is like, dude i don't even know how to talk about this show like i don't even know where to start dude there's so many different levels to the show hey, dude hey, you know the weird thing is that this is one of those odd Netflix shows that kind of took off like like making a murderer. Like it just blew up and it's like the hottest thing to watch. Everyone that you know has heard about it or like has watched some of it or know somebody that's watching it or yeah I mean dude it's touched so many different people, it's celebrities right now. So if you check out um Sophia Stallone's Instagram which is Sylvester Stallone's daughter, there's a picture of Stallone and like basically his three kids, they're all dressed up, including Stallone as characters from Tiger from Tiger King. And like, <laughs> and dude, I'm telling you, so Stallone is basically the dude who uh, who ends up taking over the zoo at the end. He's got like the bandana with the hat on and the glasses over it. You know what I'm talking about? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy who owns it now. Whatever. He. It's like the yeah, per- Jeff Lowe. Yeah, Jeff Lowe. He. This, this Stallone is the perfect Jeff Lowe. Like you have to literally watch. Like look at this. Like it's on her Instagram. Yeah. It's perfect. Dude, dude. Speaking of speaking of Jeff Lowe's another one. I mean, here's a dude. He's a like. I mean, so we're watching this this documentary that starts off making you think it's about big cat conservationists, right? And. And like halfway through, you meet this guy, Jeff Lowe, who like literally cons his way into becoming the owner of this guy's zoo. Right. Like it's like I mean, I would say that zoo is like a it was a pretty big moneymaker. Right. I would say you're probably looking at like in the millions. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely. At at the very least. And this guy like hands him his zoo because like he conned his way into it, like making him feel like, you know, hey, it's going to be safe with me and then totally flipped on him. But then. You learn that this guy, like, now it's a completely different documentary because now it's about this guy who's a, a fucking swinger. <laughs> like, he's literally a swinger. Like, he just yeah. takes, his, he takes his wife to, like, Vegas and sleeps around with other people and sneaks, like, tiger cubs into hotels to, like, lure, like, younger women in so that they'd sleep with him and his wife. And it's like, dude, this documentary is mind-blowing. It's there's so many different um, there's so many different like moving parts to this documentary that it's hard to kind of talk about like it needs to be watched to understood it is so freaking weird um and yo it, anybody who thinks i'm spoiling anything this is literally like just like the beginning of episode four that i'm uh, talking no, about no it's like, the tip of the iceberg <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, there's so much more there's Have so you, much more no you know that you know that like famous picture where it's like imagination and it shows you like the tip of the iceberg but you can also see under the water and see a whole iceberg <laughs> like that's yes. literally what this is right now <laughs> correct so i think that uh it, it definitely needs to be watched tiger king is a is um it's its own monster uh, I think it's seven episodes or eight episodes. They're about an hour apiece. Um, it's definitely going to take, you know, some time to watch it. But I mean, that's all we got right now is time. You know, everybody's staying home, staying. Do not go outside. I mean, you can go outside. Just don't, you know, don't leave your house, man. Stay home. Stay safe. If this is the time to actually binge something and just, you know, be a couch potato, then you got to put on Tiger King because it's mindless and it's ridiculous and it's fun to watch. And I can't believe these people are real. So, dude, there's music videos like, yeah, Joe but did Exotic you, but did you music videos? But did you, did you know? So, yo, there's actually a backstory. So, so my wife actually um, was looking into that. So that I thought that was him possibly singing uh, because he's in his car at one point, like his truck. And he, you know, and, well, by the way, he's, he's in his truck. With a tiger in the passenger seat, by the way. Anyway, so a he's... Full grown, a full-grown tiger. Oh, it's full not gr- a cub. It's a full-grown tiger. Yeah, so, like, if he gets pulled over, like, they're letting him go. So, basically, he literally pulled... He's, he's driving, and he starts singing, like, in the car, like, with his tiger. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, his voice actually isn't that bad. Like, that probably is him singing. You know, it's just, like, studio quality. But then we found out that it's not him singing. It's a combination of two different country singers who now want royalties on the money that he made of selling the audio files because it's blowing up all over, like, Instagram and, like, uh, on Netflix and stuff. Oh, my God. But, I mean, isn't that hilarious that that was not even him singing, dude? It's two different country singers. He's just lip syncing like it's horrible it's like and he was selling it in the gift shop like it was him it's clearly not like how 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 ridiculous is that that as a as a somebody who's a a singer or an artist a music artist you sing songs but then allow the guy to sell them as his own and not like he was basically telling people that it was him 
Like I feel like probably if, because they probably because they knew like they were like these songs are going nowhere. So <laughs> do whatever the fuck you want with them. Uh, you know, make make your twenty bucks or whatever the fuck. Because like who know like what did he sell them for? Like a buck, five bucks. Like you know, and like people would be like, oh yeah, I'll take one. Like I don't think anybody was like, yeah, I need that new Joe Exotic track. Like it, it was, it was nothing until Netflix came out with the documentary, and now it's blowing up. So yeah, now they want a piece. But I mean, shit. Back then, like nobody was nobody was fucking dying to get the next Joe Exotic album. Like it's true. But oh man, man, he's probably kicking himself in the ass right now. <laughs> like, oh yeah, both yeah, of for them sure. Are, yeah, for sure. This dude, this dude was married to two straight guys. Yeah, he was. Yeah, well, they say they were. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that. I don't know. Well, dude, if you need, listen, if, no, here, if you need here, meth that bad, I guess you'll do anything. Listen, meth, <laughs> meth will make you do some crazy shit. All right, <laughs> I don't know from experience, obviously. You sound I'm like you fat, do. <laughs> listen, I'm fat and I have all my teeth, man. You know I don't do that shit. But, but the uh, <laughs> what is wait what is what is being fat have to do with it? I'm sure there are fat people out there that have done meth, bro. Like, yeah, but they just started. <laughs> All right. Um, Jesus. But the, but the, <laughs> like, dude, you're like mad convincing. <laughs> but I'm just saying, right? Like, meth will make you do some crazy shit. So, I mean, they wanted to. And plus, they were young. And, like, he's just like, hey, you know what? Come play with tigers and fucking ride your fucking ATVs and, you yeah. know, go skydive and do it. I, I got fucking millions of dollars. I'll fucking. Like, they became kept. Uh, individuals you know what yeah, i mean they were, pet they were, this tiger make sure they get their food jerk me off i'll make sure you get some meth like that's basically what it was <laughs> that's a relationship yeah. they had and yeah, you know and, they, and you know the, and they were like fuck it you know the dude who actually had like all the tattoos and then got another tattoo over the one he had to say that it the, the memory of joe exotic was not even going to be a memory anymore even though you could clearly see what was written under the new tattoo <laughs> Yes. Anyway, like, but that guy basically said in a TMZ article that he that he had a uh, he has a genetic disease like like that has that messes with his teeth and it wasn't from smoking meth and now he has like he has new teeth like he went out and actually got like fake teeth put in so it actually looks like he has teeth now but he's saying that. The damage done to his teeth that you can clearly see is not from meth. It's like you it was clearly known in the show that you did meth. So what yes. do you what do you mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. His gum his gums were black, bro. Yeah, his dude, gums were yeah. black. Yeah, that's like, not that from, was meth. That's not from, from candy. That's from that's from other things. Um, yeah. anyway, uh before we we uh talk about something else here, I need to get your your verdict, man. Do you think that Carol Baskin actually killed her husband? Fuck yeah! Come all right, on, all dude. right, cool. I'm just saying because I do too, and there's some people out there that think that like she's legit and like he just disappeared. I'm like, nah. I think that bitch killed him. Yo, he and said fed he, him to the two tigers. weeks. Two weeks before he disappeared, he told her he was leaving her. That's what I'm saying. Not to mention he, that like he's he was good scared for he his was going to take her. Yeah, he was going to take all his money. She wasn't going to get any of it. He said he's leaving her. Two weeks later, right? There's a new will that's signed in a uh, that's signed in a somebody safe, else's yeah. handwriting. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and his kids are written out of his will. She gets everything and uh, he's gone. He's he disappears. Nobody knows where the fuck he is. Yeah. And there were no flight. There were no flights scheduled. But they say he took a uh, private plane. Listen, there's no fucking doubt in my mind that he's in the belly of a tiger right now. Like mm-hmm. that. Like like the Joe Exotic is 
like not right about a lot of things, this is one of the things that he's 100 fucking percent correct about. Yeah, I dude, I'll, I'll tell you one thing right now. It's uh, the fact that she said straight out at one point, she's like, oh, it's not hard to be rich. You just need to like find somebody that's rich. And like, like you know what I mean? It's, it's like, okay, well, this, this bitch is crazy. So anyway, I think she did it. Um, and she'll probably go down for it. I guess there was something on the, on Good Morning America uh, earlier this week where uh, I forgot the name of the town that they were in, but they the sheriff of that town reopened the case uh, against her ex husband to see if anybody has any new leads, <laughs> and like a lot of people, a lot of people have been calling in, and like I guess like none of the leads have actually been helpful, but I think it's interesting that they opened it back up. So anyway, well, um, I actually checked out on your recommendation, sir. Uh, the latest Adam Sandler movie called Uncut Gems. Um, Uncut yes. Gems, dude, was excellent. Um, I didn't really... Here's my thing. I have a couple... You know what? Actually, you told me about this. So what did you think of it? Listen, man. Like, I watched this shit and... You I saw it in theaters. Ago. You saw it in theaters. Right? Eh, no, I saw it at home. All right, cool. Um, All right. So... <laughs> So I, I watched it at home. Uh, the listen, man. The movie was unsettling, man. It was, it was, it was nerve wracking. It wasn't fast paced, but it felt fast paced. Yeah, because the main character does so much fucked up shit in such a small amount of time that it feels like he's just like rapid fire fucking up his life, right? And. Yeah, so so the the reason why I fell in love with this movie was because number one, I did not expect the performance that Adam Sandler gave uh, in a dramatic role. Um, like, it was, it was, it was spot on perfect. That's all I can say. Um, I mean, dude. Second, you, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Second, it was literally just the the unexpected feeling that I kept getting throughout the movie. Like every, every scene ended with me going, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, dude, come on. Like, I don't get that invested in characters, man. Like, um, I get, I get invested in character development and I like watching movies that, you know, you know, I'm like, oh, and court will tell you, um, when, I watch a movie or a show like I will sit there and I will literally be like, yeah, so uh, next thing that's going to happen is this guy is going to do blah, blah, blah. And this thing is going to happen. And and I'm not going to say I'm 100 percent right all the time. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm surprised. Most of the time, like eight, maybe eight out of 10 times, mm -hmm. I'm spot on 100 percent correct. And. That's like within one show. It's like so I might be watching a movie and like eight times in that movie I'll be correct about what's gonna happen next. And then there's a couple of times where I might get thrown off. Mm. I was correct zero times. Correct zero times watching this movie because everything was like nothing was nothing felt like it was written. Everything felt like it was a one hundred percent true story. This story felt more like a true story than the true stories that are actually out there, right? And it was all written. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I agree, man. I, I think the movie definitely was to your, 
I mean, a very great word actually that you use unsettling um, because like the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? Like I get very nervous when people make really like, like you're already in a, a horrible place. Like try to fix that instead of taking another risk that's going to put you in a more horrible place. Like he was, this guy was in debt. He definitely had a, like a gambling problem. Um, I, I think the, the, the coolest part about this movie is that there were characters in this that I didn't expect, uh, or I, it, there, there were actors in this that I didn't expect to see. Right. Like, and for one of them was, um, his, uh, I think his father-in-law Argo, or I think that's his Arno. I forgot what his name. Arno might be the name for him. Um, well, Arno, Arno's not his father. Arno is his, uh, brother. I mean, sorry, his, 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 his brother-in-law, I think his brother-in-law, um, or, was he an in-law or was no, he actually his brother? No, no, no. He was an in-law. I think he was his father-in-law right. because it was the I think it was the father of his wife played by uh, uh, Adina Menzel, which I thought was – she was great. Um, but anyway, um, that guy who plays Arno is Eric Bogosian. Eric Bogosian uh, has been around for years. Uh, he actually is a really great playwright uh he actually wrote a, a really great movie a really great play which turned into a movie called talk radio which i did in college um and i've always been an eric bogosian fan have you ever seen uh the, the really uh it's a steven seagal movie called under siege 2 where they're on a train no under siege 1 was enough for me all right well i respect that under siege 2 uh where he's on a train the the villain is Eric Bogosian, but he's a lot younger. So I knew who he was like right off the bat when I saw him. I was like, wow, like he definitely got older, but that's Eric Bogosian. And turned out I double checked and it was. So it was kind of cool to see him in that role. Um, and he's a pretty like, uh, you know, really intense actor. So it was good to kind of see him in that. Um, so I really liked his dude, Judd Hirsch. Oh, exactly, dude. I mean, there's another another awesome actor. You know, what I mean, it's just everybody in this film, I think, did did a really great job. Um, but I think that the thing about Uncut Gems that I didn't really like, if I'm going to talk about a negative, I will get to some other positives. And I said this to Becca because she was like, I was getting kind of like antsy. She's like, are you all right? And I was like, I don't like the way this is filmed. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, I feel like I'm getting like kind of claustrophobic, like. Like usually in a movie with cinematography, there are a couple like up close shots and there are a couple, you know, shots where like, okay, they want to make you feel like you're in a car and you're spying on somebody. But I feel like a lot of those shots were consistent where you never got a shot where it was actually kind of like a step back where you could see the big picture. So it's like I never really got a good sense of actually where I was. You know, it's like, okay, I was in a car watching him. I'm in a store, but I'm watching him from, like, behind, like, a wall. And then, like, I'm in his, like, really, like, claustrophobic, like, jewelry shop where, like, you can't get in. And at least they, they, they buzz you in. And then the door gets fucked up. And it's like, it's like all that shit made me uncomfortable. But I also feel like it was a, it was supposed to make me feel like that because of the cinematography. Like, they want you to feel like that. They want, yeah, they so want you to feel like you're in an enclosed space. Like, he was... He was so like, like anxious and so anxiety ridden in in, the, in his pursuit of his own happiness that he never took the time to realize like how well he was already doing. Like, dude, he's got a he's got an apartment in Manhattan. He's got a house in the like outside the city. He's driving like an older Mercedes. Like he like he's he has all these connections. He owns a jewelry shop in the jewelry district of. Uh, it's like 
you're not doing that bad, man. But he he's so obsessed with like making these millions of dollars that he doesn't realize what he already has, and that's why I was I became frustrated with him. Yeah. So like the 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 cinematography thing, like I get what you're saying, like because that's how it made me feel, um, and I also agree with you 100% that it was intentional. Um, the I what I don't understand, but I kind of do understand is like how how you would say like oh i the negative it's a negative because it's not i understand why you wouldn't like it Mm -hmm. because it's the same reason why you feel uncomfortable throughout the whole movie right like and and like you don't like maybe you don't like the character maybe you don't like the the choices that he makes and stuff like that but i think it all goes together so perfectly to make this perfect feeling of of just (laughs) yeah. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I, I think, and I think that's a fair point. I think you make a fair point that like it might you know, not be a negative; it's intentional. I was supposed to feel that way, so you know they succeeded. Yeah, and, and like yes, the feeling was sucky, but that's what they wanted. Yeah, right? no, like, that's so, fair. Like if it was if it was a feel good movie and it had that effect on you, it'd be like yeah, that cinematography was fucking awful. But this was not a feel good movie. Yeah. Um, and like just just so that our, our listeners have an idea of what's going on in this film, it's like you said, like this dude who basically he runs a jewelry shop, uh, and he's at, he has a gambling problem, but he's always chasing this like like whatever like the next big uh, you know million dollar idea is, and he's got the he he had these gems on order uh, that were supposed to be you know his his ticket out of everything and yeah, he should like have his, been able to they, pay like, back all his like opals from Ethiopia some mine in Ethiopia yeah some yeah. shit I mean it, like just it, it was a MacGuffin basically yeah uh, but 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 yeah like these very rare diamonds or whatever or these rare gems that um, that you can only get you're not even supposed to be able to get them and somebody was able to get them over to him and he got them and you know then you know for some reason uh, he lets Kevin Garnett. That was great too that he was in this. Like what a cameo. Oh, like, and, he, and he was playing he was good. But he was playing Kevin Garnett. Like he wasn't playing a di- he was yeah. playing himself. Like, you know? He was good as himself. Like, I mean, you, you gotta be good as yourself. But I mean, like, yeah. he was good behind the camera. He didn't seem uncomfortable. He didn't seem no. like he wasn't at ease. Like he was good at being himself in front of a camera. It was yeah, pretty he, great. He was really good. Yeah. Um but like, but yeah, like so like this guy's always chasing the next big thing and he always fucks it up. Uh, somehow, some way, always fucks up, uh, and it starts with him giving this shit to Kevin Garnett, which, you know, you got this like, I don't know how many millions of dollars, or hundreds of millions of dollars, like this this thing was worth, and Kevin Garnett's like, yeah, I need to borrow it, and he's just like, all right, Kevin, give here me you your, go. give me your Celtics <laughs> ring for collateral, <laughs> like, yeah, what? and then and then don't say anything because like what happens from there just fucking just spirals out of control. So yeah, uh, what watch this film? I give it a one. I give it like a if you're gonna have a you know score out of ten, then I'm gonna give it a ten, right? Because just because it succeeds in everything that it sets out to do. And I got to say my my shining star in this in this shit was Julia Fox. Yeah, um, she's hot, man. Like holy shit, man. Like Yo, can I, I tell like, can I tell you a secret about Julia Fox? This is going to make you tell me. uh so uh <laughs> Julia Fox actually posed in Playboy. So I'll let you have fun with Google later because uh, I already checked it out, dude, and she's definitely Julia Fox. So, uh, 
that's have fun with that. I already I already know you're on your phone. <laughs> I already know you're on your phone. <laughs> so yeah, bro, <laughs> bro, it's it, it's like it's like yeah, she's like hot and shit, but like. The reason why I say that is because it started off with her being this like like she seemed like this ditzy, like this ditzy chick that like you just don't really care for at all. And like she's like a homewrecker and she's this and she's that. But like this this movie did a great job of having her grow as a character into somebody that you're like rooting for by the end. Like by the end of it, I'm like, oh shit, like she's gonna do like oh man, hurry up, like don't get caught up in this shit. Don't let this guy fuck with you. Like don't don't get caught like it's she was good she's just a she was good at the end i think like yeah like her her character arc is like phenomenal like i agree with you yeah on that. but dude i'm also gonna say like going back to that like i'm not trying to undermine her performance at all because it was great i found out this like like a day or two later uh and uh and i found out from a friend of mine and i will say i mean like yeah She's definitely not hard to look at, but her performance was really good because I didn't see. I thought she was scheming him the whole time, dude. But it turns out she yeah, actually, same. You know, so so that was cool to kind of see like her actually grow. The also another ca- another guy that's in this uh, this movie is uh, as himself is the weekend. Like that was interesting to see. Um, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Don't say don't say anything. No, don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything. But I and I, dude. Now my shining star in this film was Adam Sandler. I've watched uh, every Adam Sandler movie there is, and he is just known for doing that, like, that, that, like, voice, you know, and, like, the Billy Madison and, like, the, you know, the stupid voices and the SNL and all that stuff, like, Opera Man. But this was actually a performance where you forget that it's Adam Sandler. Like, on multiple Mm -hmm. times, like, I forgot I was watching him. And for me, that's a sign of a good, of a good, you know, character, a a good actor. So... I, I give it to him, man. Uh, I think he killed it in this film. I definitely think it's worth the watch. It's available on iTunes. That's where I actually got it. I downloaded it. I think it was like six bucks to rent it. Definitely worth the money. Um, if I had known how good it was going to be ahead of time, I probably would have bought it. So uh, with that being said, I mean, that's Uncut Gems. Definitely check it out. I know we talked for a while on that, but it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, um, you know, another show that we both watched that we really liked was uh was evil um evil uh style uh excuse me evil starring um uh my god what's his name michael i forgot his last name wow michael coulter thank you wow michael coulter uh who played luke cage um you guys probably know exactly who he is when we said luke cage he killed it uh this show was phenomenal it was like 12 episodes um i got into this late man you had a kind of recommended it to me and then my mother recommended it um he basically plays somebody who is a uh, basically like a paranormal kind of investigator for the church or he's the i wouldn't necessarily call him a paranormal investigator he is like he's the guy who goes in um on the behalf of the church to see if claims that people are making regarding you know, uh, exorcists and stuff like that are actually real or if the person actually has like a, a psychological issue. Um, so right. if you listen to our last podcast, we talked about the paranormal a lot, excuse me. We had a, uh, an episode on exorcism specifically. Um, but I mean, so I was really interested in the show and he did a great job. Um, I, the, his partner as well. I don't have that actress's name, but she comes in as Katya Herbers. There you go. She comes in as, um, 
you know, like a psychologist, like she comes in, he, he brings her in. Uh, cause the last person that was working on their team kind of left for reasons that you begin to kind of find out, but she comes in and she's kind of like the other side, like, okay, I'm going to see if I think this person, if there's like a religious implication going on here or a reason, um, and she's going to take in, you know, like the, the psychology of the situation and see if this person has any kind of mental health issues, which is causing them to believe that they're possessed. Is it real? Is it not real? So it's basically like each episode is a new case that they all connect together in some way. Um, but it, it kept my interest, man. It, I thought it was really good, man. I, it was. I'm looking forward to season two. Yeah, man. Uh, Michael Coulter's dope. Uh, really. This is a role that I think he shines in. I actually like him better in this than I did in Luke Cage. Agreed. And I liked him in Luke Cage a lot. You know what I mean? But I mean, in this, like, just because of, like, his... I think Michael Colt is, like, a re- like he's just, like, this real gentle dude. Like, he's he's a gentle giant kind of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And, like, this kind of just, like, he plays into this role perfectly, like, because he... he That's just... It's just his nature. So, um, so yeah, he shines in this shit. But one of my favorite, favorite, favorite actors, um, all the way back to all the way back to Lost, um, Michael Emerson. Oh yeah, dude, he was so creepy in this. He's he does a great job playing a creepy character. Like in most of the roles that I've seen him in, if he's a, if the character is creepy, he excels. Um, you know, like Ben at Ben in Lost was like Benjamin Gale. Uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the show, but like he, he was perfect in that role, and and in this in this he reminds me a lot of Ben Gale, uh, but he's uh, he's basically he's I don't think he's the devil, but he's like probably like a high lieutenant in the devil's army or whatever the fuck, uh, <laughs> but he's he plays a straight creeper man. I I I love him in this in this in this show man. Uh, yeah. The kid, the the dude that plays uh, Ben, uh, mm-hmm. Shakir. Yeah. The, oh, that guy's um, dope, man. He was actually the uh, he was the CEO. Asif Menvi. Well, yeah, he was the CEO of um, Google in the internship with uh, with um, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, Owen Wilson and um, Vince Vaughn. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was just funny to see him in this. Like, go from like a CEO to like <laughs> this guy who's kind of on the fence about. He's just like the, yeah, he's the tech great. dude, yeah. He's great. And and like this like I love how like there's like this like there's a plot, right? There's a plot that goes from the first episode to the last episode, but each episode is self-contained. Like you can jump in and you can watch any episode and like there may be a couple of things that you're like, "Oh, what's going on? Who's this character or whatever?" But for the most part, they're all self-contained. It's kind of like Scooby-Doo in a way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Am I am I wrong? Like I mean, like they get a mission, they go on the mission, they solve the mission, and they're good. And there are a couple of episodes where they're tied together, like where you have to follow, like the the hospital thing, like where he it was kind of I think it was a two three episode arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, they're all they're all self contained, so you could just jump in and watch any of them. I do recommend watching the whole thing from beginning to end. But um, you know, if you just wanted to get a feel for it, I mean, like go through the descriptions and pick an episode that you think you're going to like most and watch it and then go back and watch the whole thing. Um, but I, I agree with you 100%. They killed it. They, I think they did a great job with the, uh, you know, with the casting, with the writing. Um, it's, it's silly enough that, you know, it's, it's got some fantasy to it, but it's also spooky enough that it's not, 
you know, a laugh fest. Like you actually do get a couple of moments where you're just like, oh, that was creepy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was weird. Um, but like there, there are some like, you know, silly elements to it, but it's, it's playful. Uh, it, it's a playful, it's like a playful version of the exorcist, right? It, uh, a play, well, y- and I say playful because like, you know, you had that whole thing, like, and it was creepy as fuck, but the whole thing, like, like I'm going to, I'm going to talk about one right now. The, uh, uh that song oh, that the yeah. girls kept singing over and yeah, over. Yeah, that was creepy. Like, like it was creepy, but I also felt like that was a playful episode. Like, like yeah, it could be. And as in as much as uh, you know, stabbing yourself in the ear with scissors can be playful, but it, it, <laughs> <laughs> yo, you know what that reminded me of? I was like, dude, this is like the happening. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's exactly what that reminded me of. Yes, um, but yeah, like I mean, there are plenty of moments in the show where I'm just where where I'm. You know, it gives me a little chuckle, like it lightens up the moment, and then and then it gets back to being creepy. And you know, what was, I, you know, you know what was really, I dig it. You know, what was really fun about this to, uh, for me is watching this, knowing you were watching it, because, like, dude, we've had so many conversations, and and our our you know former listeners or listener, our, our well, I guess our listeners who have still continued to listen to us in this will know that like we've had battles when it comes to like paranormal stuff on like what is real and what is not real, and I feel like the show didn't really like play a, it didn't really like tip the scales too much. Like you understand that like there are religious like things or paranormal forces at work in some of these episodes, but some of these episodes there, there was a way to kind of rule it out as not actually being a paranormal thing. And so I thought it was great to kind of like, cause I know like you're watching this and you're probably like, ah, that's bullshit. And I'm kind of like, oh, well, maybe this actually is real. Like, we'll see. So it was kind of cool. It's almost like it, even though you might have your own opinion, like each episode keeps you guessing, like wondering if the person in this episode is for real or for like something's actually at play. Um, well, yeah, for me, for me, like watching this was like, and and I don't, I don't know if we've had this part of the conversation yet uh, for the paranormal side of things, but dude, when it comes to movies, like. Or, or shows or whatever, I can completely disregard my disbelief for this shit and like, you know, just just get all in. And, and to me, the thing that interests me about the paranormal stuff in like the real world, quote unquote, um, is that it's all entertainment to me. Like I get entertained by all this shit. Like I'm, I watch this shit and I'm like, oh, that that's interesting. Right. But mm-hmm. I don't look, but I take it at face value and I don't think that, and I don't think that it's real. Right. Like, so like when I'm watching this, it's like the same thing. Like watching this is like watching like a documentary on paranormal shit. Like, because like to me, they're both one and the same. They're both not real and entertaining. Um, so I can totally get into it and right. I can totally suspend disbelief for the show right and and it and i'm not watching it saying that's both now if they were like if there was like a thing in the beginning of the show that said this is based on true events and uh you should take this seriously like then during the show i would absolutely be like yo this is bullshit fuck this but (laughs) but that's not what they're trying to say and that's not what the show's about like it's literally a show for entertainment so i just put myself all in and i love it it's great yeah man anybody that is you know wondering like Yo, what should I watch? Like, you should definitely check out um, Evil. It's on CBS. It's a really good show. Um, I recommend that you check it out. I think it's excellent. It'll keep you interested. And it already got picked up for season two. So uh, good because the final scene of season one was bonkers. Yes, it was. Uh, and I, oh my God, awesome. Um, 
So I definitely want to talk about uh, one movie that I know you haven't seen yet, but you said you're going to. This is our. This is you know there are going to be points where it, during this this podcast where like we're going to talk about things that we both haven't seen. So um, you know it, it's just what it is. So um, we're going to call this. I have not seen this. Uh, so and then Cooley's going to say. So Cooley, Cooley, go for it. You got to say it, man. I have not seen this. And the movie is Parasite, uh, which actually won uh, for Best Picture. Uh, it got an Oscar for Best Picture. So, uh, and it won, like, dude, it, it won Best Picture uh, multiple times. And this is the first um, Korean movie to win Best Picture, like foreign film. It, it was outstanding. Um, I went into this not knowing what to expect. One of my friends that I work with told me to watch this, like, a while back he's it's before like it had even gotten any notoriety he's like dude i went to go see this movie parasite at like an independent theater he's like you gotta see it dude like it's awesome like you have no idea like what happened like it, you think it's going one way and it goes another way and like he's into all those weird things and i was like all right well i'll check it out and then i like forgot about it and then all of a sudden i'm hearing like parasite parasite and i'm like dude is this the movie you told me about he's like yeah i was like all right i'm gonna check this out so my wife and I downloaded it on iTunes. I think it was like five bucks. And dude, we were like watching this. I know I just said this, but thinking it's going one way and it completely goes a completely different direction. Like you have no idea where this is going until the twist kind of happens. Um, Oh, dude, it was so good. It was directed by um, Bong Joon-ho. That's the guy's name. I hope I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly. But it's it's essentially about this family, um, this really wealthy Korean family um, that, you know, they they live the luxurious life. And, um, you know, there's this other family that kind of takes advantage of them. They make them believe that they are things that they are not. I don't really don't want to say too much, um, but I, I really feel like it, to see the downfall. I feel like for some people in this movie is that because it's Korean, there are subtitles and people like, I can't watch a movie. If I'm, if I'm reading subtitles, it's distracting and I'm the same way. I understand that. I understand how that's frustrating, but I will tell you that there isn't a lot of dialogue, like subtitles that really require you to read like really in depth things. Like, it's not like you have to, it's very like short subtitles. It's like, Oh, how are you? Like I'm going upstairs. Like this is what's happening. And then like some woman tells a story at one point and he's like, you know, he went downstairs. He saw this, this is what happened. It, they're very like short sentences. They're not really like, you know, in depth kind of, you know, uh, you know, huge words and vocabulary, you know, it's, it's, it's really simple dialect. Um, so if you're afraid of like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to keep up with the subtitles. Like you'll be fine. It's really, it's, it's a lot easier than you think. Um, and that this is coming from somebody that doesn't watch a lot of movies with subtitles for that reason. And it was very, they're very easy to digest. Um, I will also tell you that, um, Hey, if you download the movie, right. And you're, you have a pause button, Hit the pause button, read what they said, move on. If you need to go back 30 seconds, go back 30 seconds. Like you can always rewind it a second to see what was said. But um, suspenseful, crazy twist. I really want to talk more about this, but I, I 
don't want to ruin it for people that haven't seen it. It's like, oh, I was going to tell, I was going to talk about it. I was going to ruin it, but I can't now because I'm remembering how good it was. <laughs> I can't believe I've told Dude, I, you, I've I appreciate been telling that. you about this for so long. How have you not seen this, bro? Uh, yeah, well, you already I'm told of, me. I'm why. one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of those people, people that you're talking about. The the subtitle. I'm a subtitle person. I can't do it. I'm not a subtitle person. But you know, if it's coming from me, it's worth it. Come on, man. I make yeah, good I mean, recommendations. You know, do you know that I literally just, and I mean just, watched the first episode of One Punch Man, which has been <sighs> around forever. Yeah. Because I could not find a sub uh, a a dubbed version of the anime. There's so much anime that I've missed out on because I can't watch subtitles. And this is this falls into the same category. I mean, I think the only thing I've watched with subtitles by the same people, I believe, uh, was Train to Busan, which mm-hmm. was an amazing zombie movie um, because it was so fresh and, and unique. Um, imagine World War Z confined to a train, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it's like zombies on a train and they're not like slow moving zombies. They're like the running zombies, right? Like that's trained to Busan. And, you know, it's dealing with this dude that's trying to get to his son and blah. It's just, it's a phenomenal film. It caught my attention and it held it all the way through. And it's very rare that a movie can do that. But I'm, I'm going to give it another shot, Tone. I, I am and I'm, I'll... I'll fucking motor through it, man, because you, you asked me to. I'm telling but, you, man, I'm telling you when the when you understand what I'm talking about when the twist happens, like or when it goes in a completely different direction, there's no way you can't be uh, like uh, like uninvested in this. Yeah, I, I dude, I was like, where the fuck is this going? Like what just happened? Like I, I'm telling you, dude, I know it's hard to comprehend because you feel like you've seen everything, but this is definitely one of those movies where you're like, wait, what the fuck? What? What? What just happened? Okay, wow, this is a whole new level. So Word. seriously, man, check that shit out. Um I will, I will. Yeah. You actually watched something else that I have not seen this, uh, called <laughs> I Am Not Okay with This. <laughs> so so Yes. So dude, on Netflix, you keep drilling me about this. What's the deal? Dude, like, first of all, let me just start by saying that this is a show on Netflix that plays out very much like a movie, right? So so there's really not like a, you know, you don't get this feeling that it's stopping. It's a, it, like at the end of the first episode, it has, it's a logical place to end that episode, but it doesn't feel like an ending. It feels like, you know, the next episode just picks up where it left off and... You're just watching a movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they're about 20 minutes each, 24 minutes each. Um, and I think there's six or seven episodes. Okay. Um, so, I mean, total, you're probably looking between two and a half, three hours of time to watch the entire first season. So some people might say, wow, that's kind of cheap. I want more. Well, let me tell you, what they give you is good enough for season one, I like how um, I like how people sounded like Billy Mays, bro. <laughs> they're, yeah, like, they're like that sounds cheap. I want more, but there's more. <laughs> yeah, I got the beard for it, right? Yeah, and um, all you need is some cocaine. You'll be good. So <laughs> yes, and uh, <laughs> but but here's what it's about, right? Like, I'll I'll tell you the gist of it first, and then I'll get into like you know plot and shit like that. But, all right. The, like, if you think of it as, what if you've seen the movie Carrie, right? Oh, yeah. All right. 
think of it as like what if Carrie was like just she, what if she wasn't so awkward? What if she was like a, a regular like not not really like a you know an every girl, but like what if she was just like a regular like you know one of these girls that's like you know kind of gothy and like you know just keeps to themselves or whatever but she wasn't really like you know that awkward right like she could hold a conversation she was kind of cool you know what i mean and, and had her own little thing going on right like that's kind of what this is um and what if carrie what if they dove a little bit deeper into carrie's origins and then turned that into more of a you know a superhero ish kind of thing right and that's kind of what that's kind of what this feels like. It's a it feels very eighties. Uh, definitely takes place in the here and now, but it feels very eighties. It feels very much like a th- a Stranger Things kind of thing. By the way, by the Stranger Things people, uh, and the folks oh, that did all right. the I didn't know that it was Stranger Things people. Yeah, they 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 were executive producers, and I think it's directed by the same dude that directed the End of the Fucking World, which was such a great series. Oh, you um, did actually tell me about that. I forgot about that. Yeah, and and so you know Sophia Lillis, uh, who actually played in It, um, chapter one and two. Okay. Uh, she was the she played the girl, uh, the young girl, and uh, she plays in it as Sydney Novak, who's the main character, uh, who de- who starts developing these uh, powers to be able to move things with her mind in a very violent way, right? Like she can like it's not, and she doesn't have any control over it. It's just literally like when she gets angry and she starts getting emotional, like shit starts getting fucked up. Uh, so like, you know, like books fly off the of shelves or she'll like, you know, mentally punch a hole in the wall, uh, right. things like things of that nature. And it's like, it starts freaking her out and it starts, that starts making her get withdrawn. And, uh, you know, she's got a, a, a solid, uh, supporting cast. Um, there's a, there's a kid, uh, Stanley Barber, who's played by Wyatt Olaf, who was also in it chapter one and two. Um, he played Richie and, uh, you know, he, he's a, I mean, this kid is a breath of fresh air, man. I think he, I think he steals the show in my opinion. Every time he's on the screen, it just reminds me of like some, uh, you know, like fucking 16 candles or, or whatever. Like whenever, like, you know, Ducky would, sh- was that his name? Ducky Dale, right? Like yeah, he would show so, yeah. up and, and, uh, like John Cryer, like that kind of a character where like, you know, he's just like, he dresses awkward and he's like, not one of the cool kids, but like you, you watch him and he's like, you know, he's funny and awkward and, and cool in his own way. Uh, very likable and very everyman kind of kid um, who who dances to his own beat. Um, he's He plays like this dude that becomes her best friend but has strong feelings for her and she doesn't reciprocate them because, hey, she finds out that she's into chicks. And you know the girl that plays the girl that plays the girl that she's into is uh, is really is a great actress as well. And she's uh, you know she's coming to terms with hey maybe she maybe she's also into girls, but maybe she's not. But she's got this dude who's like you know a jock and like he's like the captain of the football team, and you know they they have a relationship kinda. And then you know shit just happens. And everything just kind of happens in a very realistic and organic and, uh, you know, methodical, metho- methodically placed and paced uh, way. And it just every, it just feels good to watch the show. Like you watch the show and you're just like, oh, that was cool. That was cool. And you just feel like you understand these kids because you feel like you've been there because they did a great job in writing. And these kids do a great job in acting and playing everything out. Um 
there is some shocking shit that happens that I'm not going to give away uh, because you haven't watched it and my audience hasn't watched it. Um, so until you guys do, I'm going to give everybody, let's call it a week, maybe two. Uh, and the next time, well, we don't, we're not going to do this again for two weeks. So everybody gets two weeks. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> the next time we get together, uh, we're definitely going to dive into some of the deeper shit that's in the show. It's based on a comic book. Um, it's a very underground book uh, called, get this, it's called I Am Not Okay With This. Um, and uh, it kind of... <laughs> It kind of follows it beat by beat, but I mean, obviously, the comic book uh, has like a little bit more to work with as far as like you know being able to put your imagination on the page. So there are some different things that happen in the comics, and the comic was literally like meant to be a one shot. Uh, so it ends in a very different way from the way that season one of the of the show ends. Uh, season two is greenlit. Uh, with the coronavirus and all the stuff that we're dealing with nowadays, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We all have to stay home, including the people in Hollywood. So those that were actually yeah. filming and the actors, the actors, the actresses, the, the directors, all those people, they can't get together to do this shit. So I don't know when we're going to get season two, but season two is definitely a thing that we're going to get sometime in the future. Um, so watch season one. Enjoy the shit out of it. And then when season two hits, we'll pick that up and keep rolling with it. But we'll talk about this again in about two weeks so we can actually get down to the nitty gritty and and talk some real deep shit. Yeah, man. And that includes myself. I got to watch this shit. So uh, and you got to watch Parasite, son. So get on that. Um, I will. Yeah. Well, before you I got, have two weeks, you got two weeks. So, uh, guys, uh, this is pretty much going to do it for uh, our first episode of the Cross the Streams podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Those of you who are new listeners, I thank our old listeners for joining uh, on our first episode of our new podcast. Please keep you know, listening, subscribe, like, share it. Um, this is our new jam. We're both really excited about it. You know, we, Hell yeah. we, we were talking about a lot of different stuff on our old podcast. You know, we talked about like the paranormal. We were talking about UFOs. We were talking about like current events. We were talking about Marvel comic books. It was just like a ton of stuff. And Cooley and I just realized that we were always having just like personal conversations about the things that we watched. You know, we're always on like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, like we're always on some type of streaming service and we're always talking about the things that we watch and what we think is great and what isn't great and like recommending things to each other. And we just found that this is what we're most passionate about. So we want to make sure that we share it with you guys. Um, hopefully we can kind of, you know, um, you know, challenge you to watch some new stuff, um, jump outside your comfort zone, watch some things that you might not have thought about watching. Um, you know, and Hey, if there's something out there that like we haven't talked about that you think we should be aware of that we should probably check out, like, you know, guys hit us up, comment, like, let us know exactly what, what you think we should be checking out. You know, maybe it's like some underground shit we haven't heard of, um, or some independent stuff that, you know, might've kind of gone under the radar. That's worth checking out. We love that stuff. So, um, I I'm so psyched to be doing this first episode. I'm really excited about this podcast. And uh, I couldn't be doing this without you, dude. I couldn't, can't be doing this without Cooley, bro. You know, like it's it's we're we're a team, man. Hell yeah. So hey, listen, guys. Uh, I just I do want to say, you know, we're in the middle of this crazy shit going on in the world. 
Uh, Tony and I are doing this remotely. I'm not at his house. He's not over here. We're yeah. we're doing this remotely. We're trying to do this as best we can uh, to get you this content. But we are practicing social distancing, and I implore everybody listening to do the same. Don't put yourself in danger. Don't put others in danger. Take care of yourself and take care of the world, guys. Uh, like It's super important. Uh, we want to get through this, but the only way we can is if everybody follows the rules and practices social distancing the way that we're being told to. Seriously, man. Just make sure that you stay home, stay safe. That's all we can do right now. Um, everybody's working from home. Some people are have lost their jobs, so we want to make sure that we get through this so those people have jobs um, and aren't put in a really bad situation. Um, but more importantly, keep yourself and your family safe. Um, that's all that really matters right now. Um, we're all in this together and we will get through it. Um, and, uh, you know, we're doing this for you guys so that when you have, when you feel like there's nothing else to do, listen to us, listen to podcasts, um, you know, just support podcast in general man because everybody's putting out a lot of extra content to kind of you know give you guys something to do um one other thing i will mention before we sign off um louis ck actually just dropped an album right now as we speak i'm not sure who's a louis ck uh, louis ck fan out there but i'm one of them um he did have a show in boston that actually got postponed but he just dropped uh an mp4 and an mp3 of a new show called sincerely louis ck so i'm wondering if that show is even going to happen now um because that he probably wouldn't do this This is all his new material um and david blaine dropped um an episode of uh it, it, it's not new it's new footage but it's it's almost like stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor that he kind of threw together so he released a new magic special uh, which I, I watched which, that. Yeah, that was actually pretty dope, man. That was definitely some people he had, he had, uh, you know, done tricks with before, but these were like the tricks that he didn't air. So, um, yeah, check that stuff out too. more content. Everybody knows we're struggling. They're putting out stuff for everybody to keep us entertained. So, um, thanks for listening and we will see you guys in two weeks. Hell yeah. All right. Later. Peace.